Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today is no exception. We have a great guest all the way from West Hartford, Connecticut. Welcome to the show, Bob Lachance. Victor, thanks for having me. Nice to see you again. It's been a while. Good to have you here again. The last time we spoke, we're in the teeth of the pandemic, and it's been what a journey. Now, of course, over the last little bit, the market has turned, and we're going to talk about what that means. But before we do that, maybe give a little bit of your backstory for those who don't know you and how you got to this point in your journey. Absolutely. Two-second rundown. I played professional hockey for eight years. I retired 2004, jumped into real estate investing. Um, I was one class short of getting my degree, so I had nothing to fall back on. So, hey, real estate was it. So I jumped into real estate and uh, through the years, I've done you know well over 15 plus 100 transactions. I've helped start a couple different education programs and I now own an investment company that did 166 transactions last year and set to do 220 uh, this coming year. Uh, and I also have a virtual assistant company where we're at about a thousand virtual assistants uh, nationwide, both in the real estate side and in the med side. So two second rundown. Fantastic. So if I think back to the great financial crisis, that period from 2008 to 2012, maybe 2013, there were a lot of folks learning how to use virtual assistance, learning how to find distressed properties and take advantage of that. And that feels like that's a skill set that's been somewhat forgotten over the last four or five years as uh, we've gotten into these heady times, but maybe it's a skill set for folks to relearn once again. Yeah, it's interesting. I think back to the, those same times, right? Where, you know, back in 04, 05, 06, everyone was jumping into real estate. It was really easy to make money. So same exact thing is, you know, once, you know, 08, 09, 10 hit, um, all the newer investors that never spent the time to invest and reinvest in education, really understanding the process, were out of the game. So I 100% agree. We're in that time right now. I'm seeing local investors just fall out of the game every single day because they didn't take the right time. They didn't they didn't educate themselves on the right systems and processes and how to really set up a business the correct way. Absolutely. And a rising tide can wallpaper over a ton of mistakes, as I'm sure it has for many investors. I've know I've heard of many investors who had started value add deals over the last several months. Construction costs went up, delays, all the rest. They didn't get their value adds done, but Rising rents wallpapered over all of it, and they were able to get out still with a decent return. Yep, I agree. And you know what's interesting about that? You look at different types of niches in real estate. I know we were talking about before we got on this uh, about a land deal that you're doing, um, which is impressive. But you had to you had to make a, a shift, and I think that's really important. Where as a real estate investor, you have to understand multiple angles of real estate investing, whether it's a, you know, you're a rehabber, because if the market shifts and you're a rehabber, you're caught with those high uh, rising costs. What do you do next? You could wholesale, you could wholetail, you could retail, you could do a bunch of other different things, buy and hold, et cetera, et cetera. And it's very important, I think, in this industry is to be able to shift. And when one part gets very difficult, you got to be able to shift to the next to be a long-term investor. Absolutely. Now, a lot of folks that get into that side of the business that are looking to find deals that are looking to maybe solicit for opportunities, they do make it, they do take advantage or they do hire virtual assistants. Now, mm -hmm. this is one of those things that I've always had some misgivings about, to be quite frank, because you can often delegate work 
but it's very difficult to delegate responsibility unless the skill set is high enough. You've got a thousand in your team. How does that work? What what are some of the processes that make people successful, and what are the situations where it doesn't work? You know, as as any investor, any business, um, you need leads in your business coming in because it doesn't matter what industry you're in. If you don't have new leads coming in your business, you're going to be done, right? You're only going to be around for so long. So I'll just tell you a little bit of what we do in our office. We specifically use virtual assistants. Well, we use them for a number of things, but we have uh, five cold callers. We have four text messengers. We have individuals that actually follow up with what we call them lead managers, uh, two of those virtual assistants that are lead managers. We also have a couple of virtual assistants that take inbound leads. So the three channels that we use, cold calling, text messaging, and direct mail. Right, right now, that could change we're looking at doing PPC, et cetera. But for the virtual assistant side, the reason why we, we focus on those areas is because those are the areas when you start looking at what minimum wage is. Right? I just pulled mm-hmm. this up and can Connecticut alone is $14, California 15, Arizona 1280. You go down the list of um, states that are over $12 an hour already for um, a, a full-time employee, which I mean, you know this as small business owners. You're on small, you know, your margins are are sometimes tighter than when you're bigger. So when you start looking at those those numbers and you start seeing exactly what tasks you could outsource, those are the best tasks are cold calling, text messaging, the stuff that's going to drive you leads. Because our the way I look at it as a business owner, my best use of my time is not going to be just cold calling someone or cold text something or direct to seller marketing. When I first started, I was door knocking from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. every Monday through Friday. This is back in 2004. Luckily, we don't have to do that anymore, but it's a a similarity of what I was doing then to what you can and we can outsource today. Well, and to say nothing of the fact that someone who you might hire in North America at $15 an hour is going to be a much lower level of skill than someone you hire for that same equivalent dollar amount maybe in the Philippines, maybe in India, or someplace where they're very highly educated, many of two or three degrees, mm-hmm. even at that price point. And that's a great point. We All of our, my virtual assistants are the Philippines, and they're, they're all a four-year college degree. If I'm looking to hire someone here in Connecticut with a four-year college degree, you're right. They're not going to be at $14 an hour. They're going to be at you know high 20s coming out of college. So, And I know that's kind of a little different around the country, but um, I know where I am right now. It's more difficult to hire locally because of that high, uh, uh, the high minimum wage number. Absolutely. So if you're looking to engage with a virtual assistant firm, talk to me a little bit about role definition, supervision, leadership training. How does all of that work so you actually have a successful engagement? Absolutely. So, you know, individuals could go to my company. Um, we hire, we train, we manage, we do all that, what you just said. Um, If someone's looking to go get a virtual assistant themselves, they can 100% do it themselves, right? Mm -hmm. You have companies like my, you know, mine that go after them. We set up a whole infrastructure in the Philippines to where we have a whole recruiting company uh, that drives in applications. We, through individuals, they go through predictive indexing, they go through disk profiling, then they go to our training team and there's a fallout rate within training. And the reason why and we have a high fallout rate, which is a very, very good thing because it weeds out the individuals that, you know, don't want to be um, working for anybody long term or going to you'll have attrition, you'll have fallout, you'll have everything. So it's very, very important to look at that. I know when we hire here in the office, 
if there's turnover, turnover is tough, right? Yeah. Turnover, it costs a lot of money to turn somebody over. So we do all of that in our virtual assistant company to weed them out. And then um, and once they go through the training and they pass, they go to our placements team. And then when we have an individual that is looking for, let's say, a uh, someone who is very good on the phones, then, you know, we go through the predictive index, the disk profiling, and we match them almost like match.com. We put them together and then they start. We also have a, a management team that oversees that relationship between the client and the virtual assistant. I'm going to ask a question. And I really have no idea if this makes any sense at all, but is there a higher probability of success hiring just a single virtual assistant versus, let's say, hiring three where you've got now a little bit more bench depth? Putting the dollars aside. Yep. Well, very good question. Um, and so what we do as a part-time and full-time, 20 hours a week, four hours a week, week, it all depends on what task you're doing. If you're talking about a cold caller, the more the better, right? right. Because it's just like here, if, if you order or if you hire someone in your office and you have three acquisition people, not all people are, the, are created the same, sure. right? Let's call it what it is. It doesn't matter where it is in, in the world. Not all people are created the same. So if you could hire three, um, and it fits within your budget 100%. It's always always better, in my opinion, to hire more than less. Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. And can you talk a little bit about what folks that are looking to do virtual work, are they, you know, we're talking in many cases about a 12-hour time zone difference. Um, you know, we, we conduct business on core business hours here in North America. Uh, are they working, um, are they time shifting their day? Are they... Um, uh, you know, is it something that they typically are capable of doing for six months or something that they are interested in doing long-term? Yeah. So ours are typically long-term, like I said before we have, so my, all my virtual assistants are the Philippines and it's literally opposite. So they're working the graveyard shift, but as you know, a lot of people know, uh, the call center industry is very, very big in the Philippines. So yes. working at night is extremely normal to them. So it's not a it's not a challenge at all working at night, which is our daytime. I'm in Connecticut, so I'm Eastern Standard Time. Um, and like I said, I have all of my virtual assistants. They check in on, on time. They give me a start a date report or a start a day report and an end of day report. And I, you know, go back and forth and interact with them, you know, uh, throughout the day, just like they're literally in my office. Fabulous. Well, Bob, if folks want to connect, if they want to learn more, what's the best way? Best way, you can check us out on Facebook uh, or check us out online. Our website is revaglobal.com, R-E-V-A global.com. If you want to talk to one of our admissions specialists, you could click the strategy session button right on our website. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram. We're uh, we're pretty much all over the place. So, uh, And you can also reach me direct. Um, like I said, you can check me out on, on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram as well. Fantastic. Well, Bob, great to catch up again. And for the listeners at home, if you're looking for virtual help, definitely check out RevaGlobal.com. The link will be in the show notes and connect with Bob as well. In the meantime, have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. <laughs>